Previously on Transformers University, we explored the first attempts at video games in the Transformers brand, and now we continue into 1986 with two more entries into the video game world right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode 61 of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Bercali, owner-operator Madman, behind TFU.info, the Toy Archive, the podcast, the social media, the website, and more. And today, we are talking video games once again. So back in episode 40, we covered our first look at video games and uh, the adaptations of Transformers to them in 1985. And now we're going to look at 1986, where two games were made uh, worldwide for different platforms uh, featuring the Transformers. And the first is one we mentioned last episode in Japan. Japan. And that is uh, Mystery of Convoy for the Famicom. Now this one is a bit notorious for being one that uh, uh, is very hard. Uh, <laughs> it's what I've read and what I've heard and uh, fairly unsatisfying. Now, in this game, you play as Ultra Magnus, and it's a side-scroller, up-and-down scroller in the vein of Metroid or Contra or uh, Russian Attack. Uh, those kind of games uh, are very similar to this one. And uh, you pretty much spend your time shooting at jets and tanks and assorted other uh, things as you play through your levels. Ultra Magnus can transform, and... Uh, uses it mainly to roll beneath uh, obstacles. Uh, there's a handful of power-ups in this game, which include uh, a jetpack that allows him to fly, uh, and a scatter gun that shoots uh, forward and up, uh, as well as letters to spell the word Rodimus, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, there are ten levels in this game. Uh, some feature some weird uh, bosses like uh, a moon that has a little flashing dot that you need to shoot and uh, various Decepticon logos uh, that you need to shoot. Uh, but the first of the Decepticon bosses that are a character is in stage five and it is Menasaur who you have to shoot in the forehead. And at first I thought this was Starscream uh, and tied it back to uh, our mention last time, last episode, uh, where in that uh, Mystery of Convoy comic, uh, they had to shoot Starscream in the head. Now, in tying into that comic, in Stage 7 of this game, Decepticon torsos do pop up from the ground in the same way that uh, in the desert scene in the comic previous episode, uh, there was a torso of Brawl that popped up from the ground. Uh, the boss in Stage 7 is Bruticus, and then the next named character who is a boss in this game is Stage 9, which is Megatron, and then finally the final boss, Stage 10, Trypticon, just like in the comics, 9 and 10. Megatron and Trypticon, we get a text screen at the end, and if you'd collected all the letters to spell Rodimus, then you get to replay the game as Rodimus. Now, apparently, and I couldn't find any video of it, but apparently it's the same sprite that's used for Ultra Magnus, just in Rodimus colors, though the vehicle mode... Uh, is adapted to look like Rodimus. And that is basically the entire game 
for Mystery of Convoy. Also, uh, Bumblebee does allow you to warp uh, in this game. He does show up, according to TF Wiki, uh, just like in that comic as well. Now, the other game that came out came out in the United States. USA! And uh, that game was for the Commodore 64 and was the second game for the Commodore 64 called Transformers Battle to Save the Earth. And uh, this one is a bit of a first-person shooter uh, as far as the gameplay is concerned, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, this game features uh, a whole lot of speech, uh, especially for a game from that era. And uh, it recaps the war um, almost verbatim from the first episode of the Transformers cartoon. And why don't you give it a listen? And for the audio files out there, uh, I do apologize, but this is exactly what it sounds like um, because audio quality was not good back then. Many millions of years ago, there was life on the planet Cybertron, but not life as we know it today. The intelligent robots that could think and feel inhabited the cities. They were called Autobots and Decepticons. The brutal Decepticons were driven by a single goal, total domination. They set out to destroy the peace-loving Autobots as a war between the forces of good and evil raged across Cybertron. The war devastated the planet, draining its once rich sources of energy. The Autobots and Decepticons left Cybertron in search of energy, carrying their battle into space. Locked in mortal combat, they spiraled down into Earth's gravity field and crashed. All remained quiet as they lay dormant for millions of years. Four million years later, an Earth tremor reactivated the ship. The robots were repaired in the form of modern machinery. Decepticons became fighter planes, and Autobots became cars and trucks. The battle for control of the Earth has raged ever since. Now the Decepticons have formulated a new plan to steal Earth's energy and destroy the Autobots. This map has been intercepted along with word that the Decepticons are building a giant that threatens Earth. You will deploy each of eight Autobots to try to stop the evil Decepticons. The future of the Earth is in your hands. Good luck. Now, that one is a bit rough on the ears, I know, but this game was designed by David Crane, who had a bit of a career himself as a video game designer. He went on as a co-founder of uh, Absolute Entertainment, which made uh, games throughout the 80s and 90s. He was the programmer on uh, a couple of my favorite games, uh, Bart Simpson versus the Space Mutants for NES, uh, Bart Simpson's Escape from Camp Deadly for Game Boy, and uh, the infamous Night Trap for Sega CD. Uh, this game basically lets you uh, deploy uh, eight different Autobots to different places on a map. Uh, when you deploy the Autobots, they have a transformation sequence, and your job is basically to shoot down uh, the Decepticons attacking whatever area you end up in. And uh, apparently this game, uh, eventually the Decepticons always win at the location, so the gameplay goal is just to outscore uh, the Decepticons before the end of the game. Now, the characters you can play as are Cliffjumper, Hound, Pipes, yes, Pipes, Cup, Bumblebee, Blur, Rodimus Prime, 
and Hot Rod. It's one of the few times uh, you'll see them represented as different characters. Now, uh, I'm going to read uh, the the bit of the Decepticon uh, plan from straight up from TF Wiki because my uh, notes on it just my notes on it will just not do it justice. So here we go from TF Wiki. Uh, the Decepticons begin with attacking an oil platform. Once thwarted at this location, they will attack the nuclear plant until they succeed in stealing a cooling rod from this location. This rod will then be brought to Dinosaur Park in order to activate a mechanical dinosaur. A T-Rex, by the way. Uh, the Decepticons then lead this robot to the shuttle base to destroy the space shuttle, while simultaneously attacking the JTEC Industries facilities to steal a laser device. Once both of these objectives are met by the Decepticons, they proceed to steal comet dust from the shuttle base. The dust and the laser are then brought to the Andreas Zoo and used in conjunction in order to enlarge a hippopotamus to a colossal scale which is then dispatched to the pipeline junction so that the Decepticons may acquire oil from this location. Once the events come to an end and you've helped the Autobots acquire an energy surplus that exceeds the Decepticon legions, you're presented with a robotic achievement award in the form of a medal. And that is the game uh, on its own. And uh, watching a playthrough on YouTube, uh, uh, it's, it's definitely of its time. I think the neat thing here, other than the giant robotic dinosaur and the enlarged hippopotamus, um, is the character selection and that you can play as Pipes and uh, Cup and Blur and both Rodimus and Hot Rod. And that Commodore 64 game will actually note the last time the United States will see a Transformers console game until 1997. And uh, last overall video game until 1993. But don't worry, we'll still be covering video games at least into 1987 where the final Generation 1 game was released. But that will wrap things up for this episode of Transformers University. Now, if you want to get in touch with me, you want to get in touch with the show, best way to do it is on Twitter at TFU underscore info. That's where I usually am. But if you use Facebook, it's facebook.com slash TFU info or Instagram.com slash TFU info. Uh, on all three, I post my daily desk bot where uh, you can see a picture of whatever silly little transformer I've brought with me to work to uh, fiddle around with and take stupid pictures of. Uh, also, if you want to help out the show, there's a couple ways you can do it first. The uh, uh, my favorite way is by joining the Patreon. Uh, you can swing on by patreon.com slash tfuinfo. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get to at least, at a dollar level, hear this show 24 hours in advance, if not more. If you don't want to help this show directly, don't worry, I understand. It's cool. You can help the show out by using our Amazon links, tfu.info slash Amazon. Anything you buy from there on out on Amazon won't cost you any more, but... Amazon will kick back uh, a couple of pennies our way. Uh, so the more you buy from Amazon, the more they send back towards tfu.info. Finally, don't forget to use the website. Uh, that's the other way you can help out the show because the ads that run on the website uh, help pay for the website and help pay to host this show as well. So if you just go on by to tfu.info for all your toy archive needs, uh, take a look around there. And of course, there's some links to Amazon and eBay there as well that will also help out the show. 
So, next time on Transformers University, we are going back into the comics and talking uh, Marvel Comics again, uh, U.S. version. And we'll be discussing issues 20 through 23 on episode 62 of Transformers University. Until next time, I am your host, Anthony Bricali, owner-operator, Madman, behind TFU.info. See ya.